Hello, everybody, and welcome to Catholic Truth. We are super excited to be here with you today talking about Glenn Beck, who was an ex-Catholic. I'm not sure for those who are listening if you even knew that Glenn Beck was a Catholic at one point, and now he is a Mormon. He converted to the Mormon Church. The interesting thing is that he decides to use a public platform to speak about Catholicism, and the thing is he doesn't understand his Catholic faith. He never understood his Catholic faith before he left. And this is typical of many ex-Catholics who all leave and decide to go study the Catholic faith from a non-Catholic perspective. In other words, from other people who also don't understand the Catholic faith, who received their lessons from other people who also didn't understand the Catholic faith. This is a typical pattern for ex-Catholics who never studied their faith before they left. And they supposedly, quote, learn about Catholicism from other people who aren't even Catholic. And most of these ex-Catholics have never read a single Catholic book from a Catholic, written by a Catholic, by their own church. So how could they know their faith? And in this podcast, we're going to be talking about some of the statements that Glenn Beck has said that's going to shock you, actually. In fact, to be fair to Mr. Beck, if he knew how wrong and how incorrect and just how far off base the things that he said about Catholicism were, he would be shocked. He would be like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I even said that out loud. It's similar to somebody who maybe you heard them preaching on the radio over and over, two plus two is five, and they're trying to convince people that a triangle has four sides or that George Washington was the first black female president. I mean, these are the kinds of things that are just so far off, It's it, you can't even take it seriously. But in reality, it's the same with Glenn Beck when he speaks about Catholicism and Catholic history, as we're going to see in a second. It is so far off base. It's kind of like propagating that a triangle has four sides. And I'm going to read to you exactly what he said in one moment. But just before I do, we have to realize that many people who become Mormons, and I would say most people who become Mormons, do so for emotional reasons, not intellectual reasons. Mormonism is not an intellectual religion, as you can see in any of our YouTube videos on the Mormon Church and the Bible and what they actually believe. I spoke to many sets of Mormon missionaries for a long time, well over a year and a half, and And these Mormon missionaries were so nice. They even offered to rake my yard. They offered to mow my lawn. They offered to do whatever I needed to do. In other words, they were just nice. And they're trained to be nice. They're trained to come help you and to show God's love to you, which is commendable. It's a good thing. So if somebody's really struggling in life, if somebody's really down, if somebody is emotionally compromised... Mormonism is going to seem like a really good fit. It's similar to the movie Cable Guy, where Jim Carrey is so messed up that all he wants is a friend. And to a psychotic point, he just wants a friend, and he'll do anything to get a friend. And so when people are emotionally compromised, and they really just need people to love them, it's going to be an easy cling to go to Mormonism. And that's what Glenn Beck, I believe, did, because he was struggling with alcoholism, as he said. And Mormons were so nice, and they welcomed him. And they brought him in and they were a family to him, perhaps the family that he never had. I don't know. But the reality is they helped him where he was at emotionally. But this is far from being true. He should have researched his Catholic faith first. His Catholic faith it was started by Jesus and he left that. He abandoned that for one of hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of man-made religions that started in the 1800s that all claimed to be true, that all claimed to go back to being the original 
original Church of Christ that all claim to be a restoration of what was lost in the first centuries, but they're all man-made religions, all claiming the same thing and all contradicting each other. The Jehovah's Witnesses claim it, the Mormons claim it, Seventh-day Adventists claim it, Christian scientists claim it. Many religions make this claim, but only the Catholic Church can be traced to go back 2,000 years. So if you haven't checked it out yet, check out our YouTube channel, Catholic Truth, and just look up 10 things that Mormons won't tell you. We go over 10 things that Mormons conveniently leave out when they come to your house and invite you to be a Mormon. And quite frankly, if we believed these things, I would probably leave them out too. Mormons are known for sanitizing their faith and making the more odd things seem more palatable, like believing that we can be gods on our own planet someday, or that God who we worship now is actually a man like us, and he became God and owned his own planet, and he populated his own planet, and we can become gods, and many other things that they leave out until you become a Mormon. And the most interesting thing about Mormonism is they ask you to consider being baptized on the second day that they meet with you. So they really try to get you in quick. And perhaps that's what they did with Mr. Beck. To me, that's like a proposing to somebody on a second date. You don't even know them. How could you make a fair assessment on whether it's true or not? So without further ado, let's raise our glasses. Let's have a toast to setting the record straight and inviting Mr. Beck to have a second look at his Catholic faith, to have Mr. Beck take a second glance at what the Catholic Church really is and not the false history he's learned from the Mormon Church. And we all know, everybody who's not a Mormon knows that Mormons and Jehovah's Witnesses have some of the most incorrect history of any religion out there. It's just abominable. So let's see what Mr. Beck says, and then we will answer his mistakes. Glenn Beck says this, and to be fair, this happened a long time ago, and Glenn Beck, also to be fair, has come to the aid of the Catholic Church in times past, especially with Proposition 8 and pro-life issues, but we have to dispel the myths that he states, and we have to invite him back to the Catholic Church, the church that was started by Christ himself and the church that he didn't know about. I believe Glenn Beck wants to give people the truth, and if he is a man of truth, then he's going to want these things corrected, and he himself would want to know the truth of these things. So here we go, and I'm going to read his statement word for word, and then we're going to correct it mistake by mistake. He says this, quote, Stu, do you know what the Dead Sea Scrolls are? Now, come on, most people don't. And his co-host says, no, well, I heard of them, but I don't really know. Beck replies, so here's what happened. When Constantine decided that he was going to cobble together an army, he did so at the Council of Nicaea, right, Pat? That's another co-host. The Council of Nicaea then brought all of the religious figures together, all of the Christians, and they said, okay, let's put together the Apostles' Creed. Let's, you know, you guys do it. So they brought together all of their religious scriptures, and that's when the Bible was first bound and everything else. And then they said, anybody that disagrees with this is a heretic and off with their head. Well, that's what the Dead Sea Scrolls are. The Dead Sea Scrolls are those scriptures that people had at the time that they said they're destroying all of this truth. Well, it's truth or not is up to the individual. But at the time, those people thought that this was something that needed to be preserved. And so they rolled up the scrolls and they put them in clay pots and they put them in the back of the cave 
caves where no one could find them. They were the hidden scriptures because everything was being destroyed that disagreed with the Catholic Council of Nicaea and Constantine. That's what those things are, unquote. Now, to our listeners out there who know better, every single thing in this entire paragraph was incorrect. It's mistaken, and not by a little, by a lot. So let's look at these one by one. His first mistake is that Constantine got an army together at the Council of Nicaea. This is so far off. Constantine actually cobbled together, quote-unquote, an army many, many years earlier because a man named Maxentius was trying to take over the empire. Constantine had defeated Maxentius and not only had successfully defended his small corner of the empire from a much larger invading army and a much more well-trained army, but he also emerged as the sole emperor and brought peace to the empire. That's what Constantine did. He brought peace to the Roman Empire because he emerged as the sole victor. And at this point, he legalized Christianity. He legalized Catholicism. I don't know if you know that, but Catholics were persecuted for 300 years on and off. They were whipped. They were boiled in lava. They were put in coliseums and and eaten by animals. They were dragged by horses. They had needles going through their eyes. They had every kind of torture given to them by the Roman Empire to make them give up their faith. And Constantine actually freed Catholics and allowed them to worship freely. He allowed them to praise God, to worship God, to build churches again. And in fact, he gave them churches. So (laughs) I don't even know how to take this seriously, to be honest, but there was no cobbling together an army at the Council of Nicaea and bringing all religious figures from different religions and and Christians. it, It honestly doesn't even make sense. One wonders what Mr. Beck is talking about or how he even could have cobbled this together. The reality is that Constantine had his army several years before. I mean, he didn't even legalize uh, Catholicism and Christianity until the year 317 AD, which means he had his army before 317 AD, and he won his victories before 317 AD, and the Council of Nicaea was not called till the year 325. So this army was at least 10 years before Nicaea was called together, and there was no such army or anything to do with an army at Nicaea. Mr. Beck's second blunder is that the Catholic Church wanted to come together and put together the Apostles' Creed. Now, this is just outlandish. The Apostles' Creed is dated to the first century. We're talking 325 here. 325 AD was the Council of Nicaea. And it was the Nicene Creed, not the Apostles' Creed, my friend, Mr. Beck, that was put together at the Council of Nicaea. That's why it's called the Council of Nicaea, because it was the Nicene Creed that was put together, and not the Apostles' Creed. That dates back to the first century. Another mistake Mr. Beck asserts is that the scriptures were brought forth, he says, at this point to make the Bible and to put together a creed. One wonders how bringing forth the scriptures had anything to do with making a creed. It doesn't even make sense. As we're going to see in the next mistake, the scriptures weren't even going to be made until the Council of Carthage 75 years later. That's when the Bible was canonized, so Mr. Beck has his councils wrong, first of all. But second of all, one wonders how the scriptures being brought forth had anything to do with making the creed. The creed was made because the divinity of Jesus was under attack. The whole Council of Nicaea was called because a 
Catholic priest, Arius, who became a heretic, who was the first person to say, in 300 years, to say that Jesus was only a created being, that Jesus wasn't really God, and that he was less than God, was a heresy that had never been heard of in the history of the church. And so the whole church came to deal with the heresy of Arius. It had nothing to do with the scriptures. It had nothing to do with putting together a whole creed. The whole creed was put together to reassert what the Catholic Church believed about the divinity of Christ. It had nothing to do with the scriptures or bringing forth the scriptures in any way. So again, one wonders how or where this information even comes from. His third mistake, Glenn Beck says, at Nicaea, the church brought forth all the religious scriptures together. And that's when the Bible was first bound. And again, without picking on him too much, I think that Mr. Beck has been sipping on too much Da Vinci Code rather than reading actual history. The reality is that the Council of Nicaea had nothing to do with choosing the books of the Bible. We just said that the sole purpose of Nicaea was to affirm the divinity of Christ, something Christians had believed since day one. The canon of Scripture, putting books into the Bible, that was the subject of the Council of Rome in 382, and officially the Council of Carthage where it was officially canonized 75 years later in 397 AD, and it would be officially ratified by Pope Innocent I. So Glenn Beck mixed up the councils. This is basic elementary history, people, and he can't even get the basic details right. So how can we trust Glenn Beck with history or with Catholicism if he can't even get the basic details right? Anyone, including Mr. Beck, who I'm sure loves truth, can go back and read the council documents, which we have. And you can see that it gives an official list of the Bible in the Council of Carthage, not Nicaea. And nothing to do with the Bible, nothing to do with bringing all the religions together, nothing to do with bringing Christians together or anything else. I mean, literally, as I said at the beginning of this, every single statement he made is incorrect. In his next mistake, he says that any heretic who dared to disagree with the council's decision on the Bible had their heads cut off. And if I had the chance to talk to or discuss with Mr. Beck, I would ask him, where does any history book or encyclopedia or any historian actually say that? Could you give us any proof, Mr. Beck? Because the reality is that this just isn't true. It's not true at all. I mean, it's so far from the truth. I don't even think it's worth dealing with. But I suppose that Mr. Beck's already messed up two councils, so it's not surprising that his other claims don't follow as well. The reality is this is nothing but a conspiracy theory, and I feel bad that Mr. Beck has received this information without verifying it from independent sources like history books and encyclopedias and history shows and things like that, because it's just not true. The only violence that happened after the creed was with the Arians. The Arians didn't like the creed's decision. They didn't like that Catholics upheld the divinity of Christ. So they launched an intense persecution against the Catholic Church. And they even got the Emperor Constantine and the subsequent emperor after that to persecute Catholics. People like St. Athanasius, Catholic bishop, had to run and go into hiding at least five times. He went to exile to avoid being killed. So it wasn't that the Catholic Church was going around killing people. It was the Arians who were going around persecuting and killing people. And in fact, Glenn Beck literally has this history backwards, which is why he unfortunately doesn't give any names, dates, or any single detail to substantiate his incorrect claims. His next mistake is that the Dead Sea Scrolls were the books that the Catholic Church removed. 
Other people were trying to keep these scriptures and hold on to these scriptures because they thought they were important, but they disagreed with what Catholics thought and that evil, monstrous Catholic Church, the Vatican thought. And so they saved these manuscripts from the evil Catholic Church who wanted to destroy them, and they put them in clay pots and they hid them, thank God, because the Catholic Church would have destroyed all of them. Again, I think Mr. Beck may have been reading too much Da Vinci Code because any educated person, I mean educated on an elementary level, could not help but bang their head on the table just hearing these outlandish statements. I mean, here at Catholic Truth, we're not condemning Mr. Beck. We actually feel bad that he's been so lied to. We actually feel bad that he's received so many wrong lessons. And we would love to discuss with him in person. And we would love to have a charitable discussion with him in person about Catholicism or Mormonism or both or history. And we would love to clear up the record for him. And maybe someday we'll have that choice. But for anyone who studied any amount of church history, they'd know that this is just not true. The Dead Sea Scrolls, They were not books that the church wanted to destroy, and in fact, most of them predate the Catholic Church. They go back before the Catholic Church. They were actually ancient manuscripts taken from a Jewish sect called the Essenes, and most of these documents were a mixture of Old Testament manuscripts and different Jewish writings that were never considered part of the Bible, even by the Jews. So needless to say, these manuscripts were not thrown out by the church, as Beck asserts. The Jews had rejected them. So he's confused on this matter. He's probably thinking of the Gnostic Gospels that were, in fact, rejected by the Catholic Church. And there were many books that didn't make the Bible, even good books, like the Book of Clement, or the Book of Barnabas, or the Shepherd of Hermas, or many other books like this. I mean, the Catholic Church loved these books, even though they did not consider them Scripture. And we'll get back to more on this in a second, but another mistake that Glenn Beck makes, surprisingly, coming from a Mormon background, he says that it's up to each individual to choose what is true and what is not, what is Scripture and what is not. It's not the church's job to do that. Now, Mormons and Catholics are similar in the fact that we believe in authority. We believe that the church has authority to make decisions given by God. And it's not every individual. Can you imagine if every individual decided what was scripture and what was not? We'd have 100 billion different interpretations and Bibles going around. The reality is that Jesus gave his authority to the Catholic Church, and it was the Catholic Church who had the authority, therefore, to make the Bible. The truth is, it's just a conspiracy theory to believe that the Pope and the bishops sought to destroy everything that didn't make it into the Bible. I mean, has Glenn Beck even read the Gnostic Gospels? These Gospels, I don't even think he would believe are part of Scripture. They say things like, if a lion eats a man, he will stay a lion. But if a man eats a lion, he'll become a lion. It's like, what? What are you talking about? Or the Gospel of Thomas, where it says that women have to become men in order to receive eternal life because women are not worthy of going to heaven. So they have to become men. I mean, of course the Catholic Church is going to reject this. Are you kidding me? This is heresy. This is not what Jesus taught. So the Catholic Church chose, as Scripture, those books which upheld the teachings of Jesus. 
which taught the things that came down from Jesus. Women becoming men did not come down from Jesus. People eating lions did not come down from Jesus. The Gnostics were a a, a weird sect that believed that only they had the truth and only they could understand the truth. They didn't even believe Jesus was a real person. They believed he was a ghost or a phantom. In fact, they believed in two different gods, a good God and an evil God. The good God created the world to come, the spirit world, and the evil God created this world made out of matter. So therefore, Gnostics believed that all matter was evil, and that's why they rejected marriage. They thought marriage was evil, and especially having kids, because why would you want to bring more matter into this evil world and create more of it? And they had a whole assortment, a catalog full of odd beliefs that just are not Christian and did not come to Jesus. And the Gnostic Gospels, most of them weren't even written until 300 years after Jesus' death. So the fact that they claim to be written by Mary Magdalene or Peter or Paul or any of the others, we know from history that they are not real scriptures. They came hundreds of years later and they did not know Jesus as his apostles did or as St. Luke did who lived during the first century and knew the eyewitnesses. So again, it's a conspiracy theory, a complete 100% unsubstantiated conspiracy theory to believe that the Pope and the bishops just killed people or sought to destroy anything that disagreed with them. The Dead Sea Scrolls, in fact, prove the Catholic Bible to be true, and we're going to have this in an upcoming episode, but they prove that the seven extra books that the Catholic Church has, that the Protestants removed, were found in the Dead Sea Scrolls. So it actually proves the Catholic Church and not the other way around. So what is the bottom line in all this? Glenn Beck has supported the Catholic Church from time to time, and he stood side by side with the Catholic Church on pro-life issues, but he's also called out the Catholic Church many times in issues that he is not qualified to speak on, and he said many things that he doesn't even understand. He's given a lot of misinformation, and regrettably, he has a national podium to tell these old wives' tales from, and that, I think, is the most sad thing. If you have a national podium, then you have a duty to set the record straight, to make sure your facts are correct. And I would love to invite Mr. Beck to discuss these things, or if not, if he will not discuss with us, to at least reconsider the Catholic faith. Even if he's not going to become Catholic again, he owes it to himself to understand what Catholics really believe and not what he's learned from another religion. And he owes it to himself to understand true Catholic history and not a false Da Vinci Code fable type history that's just not even remotely close to true. And I've spoken to Mormons for many years. They're such nice people, but they're so, so far off on history. It's similar to Protestants whose history only goes back 1,500 years. They don't know what happened before that time, and they don't even know where the Bible came from. They don't even know that the Catholic Church made the Bible, and it's similar to Mormons. Their history really doesn't go much before the 1700s, and so they really have no idea about the earliest Christians. They've rarely, if ever, read their writings. They've rarely ever read people like Eusebius, who's the earliest church historian with a surviving account of Christianity. Christianity. Mormons, they don't like being represented. They don't like people saying things about them that are true. And I have stuck up for Mormons many times because I've studied Mormonism for years. And I've stuck up for them when people say things about Mormons that are not true. Oh, did you hear about the Mormons? They're so dumb. They believe this. They're so stupid. Can you believe they actually believe this? And I said, actually, they don't believe that. They believe this and this. And the people are like, oh, 
and I correct things on behalf of Mormonism because I think the truth should be represented everywhere it's found. And even though I disagree with Mormonism, I can say what's true and it does not need to be misrepresented. Likewise, Mr. Beck, Catholicism does not need to be misrepresented. It's misrepresented all the time by atheists, agnostics, skeptics, the media, and people all over the country. It doesn't need to continually be misrepresented by people like you who should know better, who should know your faith before you left, who is on a quest for truth and likes to present truth. And I would challenge you, Mr. Beck, to get your facts straight. And I say that with the utmost love, but get your facts straight. Do real research, not shoddy research. If you saw our library here at Catholic Truth, we have at least five full shelves of anti-Catholic books, of heretical books, of books that we disagree with as Catholics because we've read books by Mormons, we've read books by Protestants, we've read books that are against the Catholic faith because we have to know both sides. You can't have the truth if you only read your church's side. If you close your eyes and you just blindly say, oh, my church is true because my church says so. No, Jehovah's Witnesses say that and they refuse to read books outside of their religion. Most Mormons do the same thing. Many religions do the same thing. But the reality is, if you're on a quest for truth and you're going to speak about another religion, then you have to take the time to really get to know that religion and from the horse's mouth, not from other people who don't understand it, from what Catholics actually believe. And then if you read Catholic documents and Catholic encyclicals and Catholic books and you find something that you think is wrong, then feel free to discuss it because you're going to at least be discussing something that's true and then showing why you don't think think it is, versus creating a straw man, which is like a scarecrow that you set up and then you knock down and everyone applauds that you knock down the fake scarecrow. And you pat yourself on the back that you knocked it down and you feel good about yourself. That's what a straw man argument is. You don't knock down the real man, you knock down the fake, the counterfeit, the scarecrow. <laughs> and so that's not what we want to do. And that is all over the internet. That's all over the place. So in, in conclusion, let's get the story straight. Catholicism is the true church that was started by Jesus 2,000 years ago. And not any place in the whole Bible do you see what Mr. Beck recommends, that individuals try to figure out the truth for themselves. If you look at the book of Acts, which is the first 100 years of the church, what you are going to see is that Jesus gave his apostles the authority to teach and preach, to correct and reprove, and to make doctrine. They had his exact authority, and they passed that authority on to other people through the laying on of hands, and it's come down 2,000 years through the Catholic Church. The same Catholic Church that put the Bible together, not because she wanted to hate everybody or have this power trip, but because she loves the Word of God. She loves the Holy Scriptures, and she wanted to give the Holy Scriptures to the world and to let people know that this is the true Word of God. And that's why the Catholic Church copied the Scriptures for over a thousand years so the world could have them. Mr. Beck, you can be guaranteed that we are going to be praying for you. We love you, and we pray for your return to the Catholic Church and to truth. And to any other Mormon that may happen to listen to this, we pray for you as well, and we invite you back to the one true church that was started by Jesus Christ our Lord himself. Please share this podcast with others. Help us to get the truth out there, the truth, the reality. So many people have public platforms and are saying things that aren't true. So please do your part and help us to get this this word out there to set the record straight. Make sure you check out the show notes down below and follow us on our YouTube. Subscribe to our YouTube. Follow us on our 
Facebook page, our Instagram, or other platforms where you can find daily inspiration and daily teachings about the Catholic faith and our Lord Jesus Christ. And make sure, if you can, to support our ministry so we can reach out to ex-Catholics and we can do the ministry that we need to do. We are a nonprofit and we need you. So if you haven't yet, please support our ministry. And if you haven't yet, please subscribe to this podcast so you can get them when they come out.